Alright, alright, alright. Welcome back to another episode of The Close-Up, a part of the Orlando Magic HQ Network. I'm your host, Stephen Cameron, and today we got my main man, we got Charles Skinny Hardaway, the newest member of the Orlando Magic HQ. He is a co-host of our post-game spaces, and sometimes even more than that, our Bleacher Report live sessions, all sorts of stuff. Skinny, what's going on, my man? Welcome to the show, and welcome to the HQ team. Wow, Stephen, what a what a beautiful intro intro from a beautiful man. Thank you for having me on the show. Uh, Trying, I'm super excited, <laughs> super excited to be here, part of HQ, man. Um, it's an ever growing family. Well, um, man, it's just a lot of emotions, a lot of a lot of good feelings. The last week has been really really good to me. Um, talking to everybody, meeting everybody, um, for the most most part, pretty much knew everybody. So. Um, it's been smooth transition. I'm excited to just continue to uh, bring, you know, basketball analysis to it, have a little fun with it, and do stuff like this. Get to talk with uh, great basketball minds like yourself. So, pleasure to be here, man. Man, you fit in so naturally and well with Bryce and Stanley with, with that whole group. Um, it was one of the easiest decisions that Al and I and Anthony and I all had to make together. It was like, should we bring should we bring Skinny on and like just make this official? He's already kind of basically doing it anyways. Yes, let's go. So we're psyched to have you on the team uh, officially and just continuing to keep this HQ train going. Um, listeners, we are recording this Monday, February 26th at 7.47 Pacific time. Uh, t- yeah, we're recording it tonight. You know, uh, it's a late night. You're going to be listening to this on Tuesday. Um, before we get into all sorts of fun topics, I mean, we're talking the latest with the, what's going on with the magic, with the recent play, the last couple of games since the all-star break, we got some injury bugs kind of sneaking around again, but also kind of getting away with some stuff. So we're going to be okay there, but we're going to deep dive into that. Look at the upcoming schedule and some playoff standing races that are going on right now. But before we get into all that, just get into a couple of announcements, talk about our sponsors. We got a new one, which is pretty cool. Um, But first thing we're going to talk about is the Orlando Magic HQ Instagram subscription program. It's $5 a month. We actually just did a really fun um, subscriber roundtable Zoom call last uh, last week, which is really fun. I hosted that. Uh, We just got to chat it up with with our guys for like a solid hour or so and just talk basketball right after the All-Star game. It was really fun. Um, It's five bucks a month. It gets you into like private custom content like that just for you guys um, and, and posts and stories and things like that. 20% off specific home games. Uh, the schedule has been released for the rest of the year. Um, so if you want discounted tickets, uh, you know, you can join us for five bucks and get that. Um, and there's other fun things we do. You know, you're in our group chat, which is really active and fun. So think about that. If you're interested in all of that and want to learn more about that program, go to our Instagram. You can see our pinned post. It's got all that information for you. It's a really solid program. Um, and that five bucks basically goes back to you guys. We're going to be doing a new giveaway for you all real soon. Um, and, and just keeping the party going over there. Um, 
Before we get too much more into that, we have a couple of ads from our sponsors because this show and this network has got some really dope sponsors. And these sponsors are all about making money in your pockets, all right? Um, the first one is our classic Bet Online. We love Bet Online. It's one of the best betting platforms for sports. Um, I use it. Skinny, I don't know if you bet, but if you do, you should be using Bet Online. Bet Online continues to be your number one source for all things basketball wagering needs, including pro and college hoops throughout the year. We got the NBA playoffs ramping up real soon with the play in coming in real soon. March Madness is right around the corner. Um, you know, with up to the minute odds, stats, trends, you can follow your favorite team's path to the playoffs with in game live betting contests and the best player props. Um, that y'all can bet on. Experience the world's best wagering platform anytime from your desktop or mobile device. Head to Bet Online today to be a part of the team. And remember to use the promo code Believe. That's B L E A V. Believe for your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Now, if that wasn't enough betting action for you, we got a new sponsor for this show right now, um, and for the Orlando Magic HQ podcasts. Um, it's 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 a really cool one. It's called Cut. We've got a great new sponsor. I love betting with my friends and betting them and betting them on anything. I mean, literally anything. I love to bet and throw money down. It's really fun. I often lose some money, but but sometimes I win, and it's really cool. Um, you know, from sports games to you know just random one off like office bets, like who's gonna make this this ball into the trash can. Um, Cut allows me to do that. Cut is a sick app. Uh, the Cut app is a peer-to-peer social betting platform that's legal in 40-plus states. Cut has customizable odds, tracking capabilities, and an entry social net, an entire social network with group chats, user profiles, and rewards. Um, all payments, no needs for Venmo. You want to make a bet with a friend? Go to Cut. You guys can do it there. You can throw your own custom odds on it, and boom, it all happens there, uh, which is super fun. Um, it's all good. He's going to jump right back in here. Um, but anyways, that's that's the type of sports betting you can do with Cut. It's really cool. Use our promo code BLEAVEMAGIC, that's B-L-E-A-V MAGIC, all one word, for 10% welcome to, to, on your deposit bonus. Don't forget to use that promo code. Cut. Put your money where your mouth is. All right, so... Man, it's been a really fun week. Uh, Skinny, the Magic right now are 32 and 26. They've won seven and seven out of their last 10. Um, they unfortunately they they just took a loss, but it's been a little, it hasn't been like super smooth sailing. I don't know about what you've been feeling. It hasn't been super smooth sailing since all-star break. Like teams, we we've gotten some wins. We had a really nice one versus Cleveland, actually, but like the last couple of games have been a little bit shaky versus Detroit. And then obviously we lost through, uh, you know, to, to Atlanta. How are you kind of feeling just like since all-star break coming back um, and these last couple of games, you know, few injuries, you know, players being sick, just what are your overall vibes right now with the team? Um, well, you see me try not to try not to laugh there. I have to hold back a laugh simply, man. I, uh, the, the best phrase to describe how I feel is disappointed, but not surprised. Um, I write, I think it was a all-star Sunday night or Saturday night, whenever the all-star game was um, right before the game started, I was like, you know what? I want to look ahead and see what this team might look like coming out of the all-star break. And 
look, when I looked at the first four games, I saw a possible one in three start. Um, and it, it, it's kind of going how I thought. Um, obviously, the win in Cleveland is, is you know, it's great to get. Um, obviously, that's a good team. They were second in, the, uh, second in the East, but coming out of the All-Star break, they're another team that's kind of haven't hit their stride at the way they thought they would. Um, having to get a game winner in Detroit definitely kind of let me know the vibes for this Atlanta game. Um, I just, uh, I you know, the, the first game, one thing I've noticed is guys do have like kind of that spunk in our, they looked well rested coming back, but, you know, I think, um, I think when you, when you come back from the All-Star break, you're looking for those other guys to really step up. I think yeah. this was the time I'm looking for Franz to, I think in his last five games, he's only gotten over 20 points one time. I'm looking for Franz to kind of, you know, hit that extra stride. Cole Anthony came out. He's looked a lot better and improved. And that's really all right now all I can ask from Cole Anthony. Um, yeah. And I'm sure there's, there's there's more we'll touch on. But that's just kind of how I feel coming back from the All-Star break. Just disappointed but not surprised. Yeah, I I, I feel similar to, to an extent. I mean, like, you know, you come back and – Markel missed the the game right before All Star break, the very last game. But then we we come back and he misses the next two, and he's on the injury report. And then you hear that like Paulo's under the weather, and you're just like, man, that's that's not ideal. That's not an ideal way to 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 come back for the last 27 games. Um, but you know, we had a really nice professional win against Cleveland. Granted, they were missing um, they were missing Donovan Mitchell, but. Still, they have a great team. They're doing really well. Um, you know, that's a that's a tough win even without Mitchell, but we we pulled through, which was really nice. Um, the Detroit game, like, you, it shouldn't have come. <laughs> it was just kind of not great basketball coming down to to, you know. Granted, got to give Detroit some props. Like, you know, they they played hard, um, and we had moments. And you know, obviously, Paulo's game winner was was phenomenal. But like, man, it came down to a game winner for them. You know, granted, they just went wire to wire with the Knicks tonight. So it's like yeah. maybe maybe we're starting to see a little bit more of a balanced like Detroit roster, and and maybe we maybe we did deserve to play that way, you know, or, or like let it get to that point. I'm not sure, but but there's just like it's kind of like I always say this, like you know, I'm not. I was saying this about the loss last night, like you know, versus Atlanta, it's, it's not that we lost, it's how we lost, you know? And mm-hmm, I wouldn't yeah. have, you know, you're coming off a back-to-back, you got, you got a key rotation player and Jonathan Isaac going down with an injury. You got Paulo, a late scratch, you know, just a couple hours before tip off. Um, you know, just some, like, I think Gary Harris was out that game too. And it's just like, there's a couple of weird things going on. So it's like, it's kind of understandable if the magic do not win that game, but like, it just felt like they were never even in the game in the first place. So it's like, you know, kind of like, not that we lost, it's how we lost. And so I'm just kind of like hoping that we don't go back down this crazy injury bug with all these players right now. And now, you know, I'm, I'm hoping I'm, they rested Paulo and I'm hoping he comes back feeling good um, in the next game or two, you know, Jonathan Isaac went down in that, in that, uh, pissed in the in the Atlanta game I think you know maybe he'd played like five or six minutes at that point in time um you know kind of a scare we're always scared when he goes down and doesn't get up right away and 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 you know all the imagery was clean which was dope um he's actually like made questionable for the next game which is like really exciting 
um, which you know makes me think like, yeah, he might miss a game or two, but he should be back relatively quickly, relatively soon, which is nice. Um, sounds feels like we got lucky there. Fultz came back last game, but now Gary Harris was out again. Just like I'm, I'm hoping we can like find some injury, like some 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 health these last games going into the playoff. We really need to find our rhythm and not just like go into another like injury spell. What are your feelings with this team right now? Which is like the guys in and out of the rotation, just coming back after having, you know, a week off. Um, I think, you know, there's an obvious kind of talking point when you talk about that. And it, it really is the Markel Fultz thing that has caused a bit of concern for me. Um, I mean, him, you know, resting right before the All-Star break, cool, fine. Take that game off. Makes sense. That game, picked up yeah. a good win. Um, him missing that first game back from the All-Star break, I was kind of like, huh, okay. Um, I believe he's missed the, he missed the first two, correct? Uh, he did, yeah. He, yeah, he didn't, he he didn't play against two. Detroit either. Um, and, you know, it's been it's been interesting to see what Mose has had to do. Um, and I, I credit him to really sticking with the – he really has had that mentality that I'm not going to break up that bench unit as much as I can, as much as I can preserve them coming off the bench. I will do that. It's helped him. We had 63 bench points against Cleveland. Um, that was, that was huge for our win that night. Uh, I think Anthony Black and Goga, those have been, you know, pretty much the two guys that have been asked to come in and they're not coming in from the second string. Like I said, those are the green goblins. Those are the yep. third stringers. Um, and I think they've done a great job with coming in and doing that. Um, and as much as, uh, you know, obviously it's a great sign to see that your team can do that and, and form that continuity. It's still not ideal. Uh, I think, I think Mo's and everyone realizes that like, yes, it's great that we have a culture like no other, like we can, we can really use one through 15 here. Uh, one through 15 is bought into winning, but you want one through five to be available. And I think it's been very tough for Orlando to have one through five available at all times. Um, it's been the the definition of when NBA fans and players are like, oh, it's going to be scary. It's been terrifying when this team has genuinely been firing on all cylinders. Everyone's healthy and Mosley has everyone at his disposal. Um, but I think going down the second half of this stretch, man, there's going to be questions. And I have one for you. That's going to be that's going to needed to be answered. Um, Anthony Black, that's a guy that I named that he's he's played well, I think, um, for what he's been asked to do and for what you would expect from a young guard. But one thing he has done is been available and ready to step up, regardless of if he has a bad game, if he, you know, the shots not falling or something, he is ready to step up. If he's inserted into the starting lineup here at some point and this team gets going. Yes, Markel is a vet, but his with his injury, you know, history, are you going to are you willing to sacrifice putting him back in the starting lineup? I I heard this uh, on the spaces a few nights ago. At least I think that's where I heard this on. And yeah. I I thought about it. One is well, I'm not really too just kind of like based off of how his knee has been since like the initial long stint of him being gone. I'm not overly concerned that he's going to be out long enough for us to have to have that like conversation be a reality, but hypothetically speaking, let's say he does miss, you know, 
10 games in a row and, and black is just crushing it. And, you know, you, this is the time when coaches are starting to tighten the rotation, really figure out how they want to play going into the playoffs. Um, it's definitely worth the conversation, but ultimately it, it, I think it sort of depends on how black and that unit is playing, right? Even with Fultz being in and out of the lineup a little bit, when, when he's able to put some good health together and play well, he does bring things to this team that just black cannot do. Anthony black is limited offensively um, right now. You know, he is not the greatest ball handler and decision maker with the ball in his hands. It's not necessarily a bad one, but he's just not really, he's not pushing limits there. He's not, um, he's not like, he's just very limited on what he can do there. He plays a very specific role when the ball is in his hands, where, where, where Markel Fultz can, can create a little bit more for himself. He can create a little bit more for others. Um, you know, pretty low turnover. So it's just like, there's some things there that this team could definitely benefit from. Um, but you know, man, like if, let's say he plays on and off the next couple of games and then, and then he's gone for like the lat, the remaining, you know, 10 of the last 15 games, you definitely got to have that conversation. And, uh, I, th- I still think I put Markel Fultz back in. I think you got to just ride with him and, and, and just truly with given his contract situation, given that like, yeah, we want to play well in the playoffs, but ultimately we kind of know where this team is going to be at the end of the playoffs. Like, I think you just got to grab as much data as you possibly can and allow Paulo and Franz and the rest of the team to like play like with, with the best possible player that they can be playing with. Um, and to, so this front office can make decisions based off of having that type of dynamic going into the offseason. That's kind of like ultimately like I think we'll get more data points with Fultz off of like what we need for this team building and not just like having available point guard. But like I think we'll gather more of like more information on style of play within within the playoffs if we integrate him into the higher pressure games than we would if we have uh, uh, Anthony Black in there. I'm a big Anthony Black black believer i think he's got a really bright future for this team so it's not a knock on him it's more of like how i want to gather information going into the offseason if that makes sense what about you man what do you think i think well first i was uh i definitely was a little one-sided before i heard the beautiful explanation that you just had and definitely it was something that was in the back of my mind but it's starting to make more sense and become more clear um a definite reason for it to be a for sure conversation is going into the playoffs, you know, everything slows down. It's half court. Now we're, we're running sets. How well can you guys execute? How well can your coach run decoys and disguise here and there? Uh, I definitely think that's an aspect for one, even Anthony black having to start the 33. So games that he started this year was a big ask. I think asking him to start playoff games would be, would be pretty crazy. Um, I'm thinking about like, you know, in the playoffs, like I said, it slows down. Um, I think rebounding is going to be something that's going to be another aspect we're going to have to look at during the playoffs. Um, We can get out rebounded. I think there's aspects where AB could play himself to find minutes due to his size. But um, yeah, I mean, the Markel situation, then it just is kind of what I expected it to be. Yeah, It's a very challenging one um, because you cannot deny that that man, he can help everyone be better when he's on the court, despite his deficiencies of him not being that much of a prevalent shooter or this, that, and the third, he knows how to get guys in their spots. Uh, he knows how to orchestrate an offense. He's a above average defender at the point guard position. So there's a lot of things that he brings, but is he there is, is 
the biggest challenge. So, and um, I hear you, man. Like I, I agree though that there's definitely aspects of it you have to ask yourself. Like if Fultz misses, is it in and out of the lineup enough? Like, do you just got to go with stability and just build some foundations going into the playoffs? Like that's a real question too. And and I, I don't necessarily like, like if your initial gut before you heard me speak was like, yes, I'm sticking with Anthony Black. I wouldn't fault you for that because I think that's a very rational way of thinking too, right? Because you're building stability there and you're giving Anthony Black, like who we all know will be on this team next year. And there's not a clear yes if Fultz will. If, if anything, most of us think maybe he shouldn't be. Like that's a clear data point too. Let's get Black some real playoff minutes for his development too. Like I, that's a very reasonable mindset as well. I just now I might have just talked myself into the other other answer. Uh, <laughs> do we skinny. just do we just flip flop, man? <laughs> Maybe just flip sides. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's know. just gonna be interesting going down this stretch. Um, yeah. I, my second question for you is Gary Harris. Um, oh, now, despite him missing this last game, I will say he's been for me a guy that was pretty critical of him in the first half. He's been a huge bright spot for me coming back. Yeah. He's looked like the Gary Harris um, that I would hope so. Um, and do you just think that we're hitting that that time of year where Gary Harris is like, okay, this is what I do? Yeah, and, and I think like there's a difference with Gary Harris missing time and coming back into the lineup and someone like Markel Fultz, right? Gary Harris has a much smaller and specific role where it's like, you know, I hit open shots, I make smart cuts, and I play good defense. And like that's a lot easier for I think a player to like find their rhythm in, um, especially someone who's as experienced as Gary Harris, than there is to someone with a more dynamic role like a point guard like Markel Fultz, who's who's a little you know much higher usage and stuff like that. So I'm less concerned if Gary Harris is in and out of the lineup, but like you know like how many times have we seen Gary Harris come back into the lineup and just be like, man, he's really holding us back. Right. Because he just doesn't know where to go and where he and he looks lost. Like maybe he's missed shots, but he's typically like making smart rotations. He's in the right spots offensively and defensively. Maybe he's just missing shots. But ultimately, I think he provides more um, benefits with his spacing. Um, Now, granted, there's been times where he just can't hit a, a shot for the life of him. And it hasn't necessarily been the greatest shooting season for him in the world. But He's starting to find his stride again, and he is starting to play pretty well. Um, I'm always kind of team Gary, and I'm always kind of team more spacing, and I'm always kind of team like I'm going to trust him to do the right things instead of playing like, I mean, who are options? It's it's Black or it's it's uh, like Caleb Houston. I, I'm I'm sorry, I like Caleb. I think he's got a I think he's got a spot in the NBA. Um, I obviously like Black, but this is one of those times where Gary could miss the next 15 games. And I want him playing in the playoffs just because he's, he's going to know what to do. What about you, man? Uh, Man, I, I err on the side of uh, guys like that. It being tougher for them to get back into the rhythm with obviously, okay. um, you know, being a role player, it's easier to, to identify what that role is, but to, I don't know. For me, Gary, the thing, the reason why it, it's hard for me to see him getting back into a rhythm after missing time is that I've kind of seen it this season when he's come back from missing time. His shot selection is always, I feel like, has been a little. His diet has been a little bit more slim than I personally would 
enjoy from a, a good shooter like Gary Harris, regardless if you're shooting the ball well or not. Uh, I think when you identify that your role here is to be the shooter, one of the shooters, you know, shoot the ball. Um, I think there's too many games where we kind of find ourselves with, you know, a three attempt, four attempt, you know, game from Gary Harris, two of them being layups or so. Um, yeah. A lot of these possessions, you know, we need those threes, Gary, even if they're like when uh, Moe's always says, if it's a good look, let's take it. Like, let's take those good looks um, instead of trying to always wait for the great one or just wait for the heave. At, you know, the you know, when the magic start chucking in those third quarters because we no one's moving around. Um, I think he does have the the experience and the know-all to be a good playoff contributor. Um, it's just if I haven't seen you be able to be a regular season riser, I have a hard time seeing you be a playoff riser. So who would you play instead of him? Now that's that's where you, that's where it gets tricky. I mean, um, I like. I know you you mentioned his name. Um, I think if if Caleb Houston gets burned down this this next twenty twenty game so stretch, um, what he can bring is the same as Gary Harris as a, a wing defender um, and a knockdown shooter. I mean, I think he's on his way to becoming a knockdown shooter. Gary Harris has been in the league longer. We can we can pull up his resume. Um, but Caleb has had stretches where he's been really good. I think all season he's been really good from the corners, specifically the right corner. I think he's really, really bad in that left corner. Um, but possibly him. Um, I think, like I said, that that's another chance for Anthony Black to try to work himself in those situations. I think it's really going to come down to who's who can knock down these shots for us. Even a Joe Ingles, I mean, I know he's, you know, the the OG of the crew. He can maybe even get more playoff minutes because of the spacing that he brings, the veteran presence that he brings. Because totally. like I said, when you get into that half-court setting, having two to three non-threats on the court and then a full game plan for Paolo and Franz is going to be super, super tough. So I think it's going to be about who's got the hot hand. You know, I, I don't necessarily like – hate that answer. I, I th- honestly think like if they decide to not play him, I, I hope they just like just squeeze the rotation smaller and, and just give the current rotation of guards more minutes. And, you know, like you said, bump up uh, uh, Joe Ingles minutes a little bit. Um, you know, if Jonathan Isaac is playing, uh, you know, healthy, you're, you're hoping he's playing 20 plus minutes a game too, which is going to squeeze some minutes from people. But at the same point, I, I look back at just like the inactiveness of Gary recently. Like he's missed two out of the last like 10 or 12 games since uh, just, so he, he missed a, quite a few games, you know, at the beginning of the year. Uh, but then in uh, February, he, he came back. Right. And the games that he's missing are just the second night of back to backs. So they're just really just not pushing him physically. Right. Now we'll see if he's playing tomorrow, um, you know, or the, or the next couple of games, but if it's just like resting him on, on nights of back to back, I'm not too worried about him not being in the rotation or finding his rhythm going into the playoffs. Um, but ultimately, no, I hear you, man. I, if they choose to, to squeeze him, um, I, I'm not putting Caleb Houston in. No disrespect to Caleb Houston. Uh, I have not seen enough this season for me outside of like a handful of games where I'm like, is is he going to hit the shots we need him to hit? I will say a healthy Gary Harris is not sitting on your bench. That's not what I'm saying. You're you're not. If Mosley looks past a healthy Gary Harris on the bench in the playoffs, 
So what help are we me, doing? good God above. <laughs> but yeah. I think it's just the, you know, like I said, the injury and the consistency. But that, you can say that totally. about a lot of guys. So, yeah, it's really, I, I mean, really I, 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 I hope he's healthy. I like Gary Harris. It'd be interesting to see him in a playoff, uh, you know, since his first time playing in the playoffs since, you know, being with Denver would be pretty fun. Um, but at the same point, you know, like you're right, you know, he's, he's, He's a low volume score for us. He's not a he's not a very high volume scorer. And if he's you know, let's say he's taking six shots in the entire time on on the court, if half of those are really shitty because he's just not in rhythm, that that's you're you're kind of getting fucked there a little bit, and that's yeah. that's not ideal, right? Um, so now I hear the worry there. The nice thing is with like both of these like thoughts right now and questions with Markel Fultz and, and Gary Harris, like we've been talking, is like we got twenty four more games to figure it out. You know, um, we need to figure it out and, and hopefully we can figure it out sooner than later. And it's like, we start seeing a pattern of like, Oh, Harris is just sitting cause it's a back to back. And, you know, Fultz is, you know, it was just a slow ramp after a, a weird flare up and, and we can figure that out or man, just make it crystal clear that you're not coming back and, and let that be too. Cause sometimes a, a, a hard no is easier to, to plan for than a, a maybe, maybe not, you maybe. know? Yeah. Yeah, it's challenging, man. Um, dude, it, it's it's funny. You know, we're talking a lot about the playoffs right now, and it's like almost every day I look at the at the schedule, and I'm like, okay, who are we as Magic fans voting for today to like to to win a game? Like, who do we want to win right now? You know, I think, uh, I you know, tonight we were all rooting for the Pistons. We wanted the Pistons to beat the Knicks, and it came down to the last second, and there was some. Weird refing going on there, you know, but it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of been fun going up and down the, 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 the schedule every night and just like, who do we root, root for today? You know, I'm typically like anti anyone playing the Pacers, the Knicks, the, the heat, um, anyone that's within a handful of games or, you know, positioning on us when you are watching games and watching the standings and the playoffs, like, or, you know, the, the race of the seating right now, just like, how are you feeling? What are some thoughts going through your head? What are you, when you look at a schedule today, are you, are you analyzing where we could end up even if we're not playing? Like, just, just give me a little insight on your mindset there with, with everything. Um. Well, I think <laughs> all my friends and my, my girlfriend would tell you I'm a basketball sicko. So for me, it could literally be the G League Spurs versus the G League Santa Cruz Warriors. And I'd probably turn that on. Um, but no, seriously, coming on the, the, the second half of this stretch, man, it's, it's so exciting. I think every game yeah. is fun to, to look at, to think about, um, even to the point where you're, you're looking around at injuries across the league and you're like, huh? Okay. I mean, I know that guy's not out for the rest of the year, but the, these, you know, eight to 10 games he might miss. That's looks good for us. You know, especially you look at, um, Philly, they're missing Embiid. Um, right. The Hawks are going to be down Trey Young. Usually when I, I wake up, like, same as you, man, I look at the schedule, look at the standings. I'm like, okay, let's, let's see who's playing today. Um, I've been giving West Coast teams a lot of love this year. I, I think I've due to league pass, I've really gotten out and watching a lot of West Coast teams, especially the Clippers. I think that's a legit team. Um, Super fun. I'm starting to purchase stock in the Oklahoma City Thunder having genuine, like, decent playoff success, better than a young team playoff success. I think they could have 
I think if they get there, they can have like that second round appearance kind of thing for a young team. It's just the West is ridiculously stacked, man. Like all those first round series could be Western Conference final series, essentially the way it looks over there. Totally. Um, across the East, I like watching teams. Um, tonight I watched, unfortunately, I watched the Grizzlies and uh, Nets game because, you know, we got Brooklyn coming into town tomorrow night. But yeah. that was that was a tough watch. Uh, Nets were up like 20 with, I think, like six minutes left in the uh, first half. So it wasn't really too much of an interesting game. But um, usually, man, I just – I just uh, second half I'm starting to look at, okay, what are coaches doing? What are they changing? Um, because I've watched so much of these teams early on in the first half. Um and I really like to watch the veteran coaches like Carlisle. I'm going to be watching him tough down the stretch just because, like, how are you going to get a team that's so tremendous offensively but historically bad defensively to be successful in the playoffs? Because I think they're going to I think they're going to make the playoffs as well. But I, totally. that's a team I'd love to find a matchup with in the first round because I think we match up pretty well. Yeah, I mean, you're you're preaching to the choir here, like, you know, and it, and it's funny because it's like, it's possible that we could end up matching with the Pacers if the heat keep falling and, you know, one of us catch the – we'd have to somehow get into the four or five. We'd have to hope the Knicks kind of unravel a little bit, which I'm not sure is going to necessarily happen. But that would be a fun one. But it's like, man, dude, there's so much jumping right now, right? Like – just like two days ago, we were in like the the sixth or seventh, the 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 fifth or sixth seed, and now we are in the eighth. Um, and tomorrow, if things go well, we could be back in the seventh. It's just it's changing every single night, which is kind of wild to think. Um, I'm I'm pretty optimistic that like we're gonna be a playoff team no matter what. Um, you know, even if we hit the play in, like I I doubt we're gonna lose two play in games to either Chicago or Atlanta um you know to to make it like like i think we're there um and the you know i'm kind of like i wouldn't hate a Knicks matchup if we could get you know if they stay in the four if we could get to the five that would be cool but we gotta we gotta find some steam because you know the heat are starting to they're 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 an interesting team but you can never count out jimmy you can never count out spoil you know two of the two awesome playoff people in general, you know, the coach is a cheat code in himself. Um, you know, like you said, Rick Carlisle and the Pacers, he's definitely a playoff experience coach. They have a potent offense. That's going to be a fun, fun team. You know, the, the NBA darling of Tyrese Halliburton that everyone loves, like, you know, he's, he's a beast. Um, and then Philly, like what's going on with them. They still haven't even like mentioned like, like if Joel Embiid's going to come back and whatnot, I know he's got a reevaluation coming up soon, but that's the team we need to like, like get some L's coming. Um, and the, and, and the Pacers too, like we, those are like the two teams I'm kind of watching right now. I feel like the heat are going to heat, but the Pacers and, and Philly are the ones that I see with some turbulence uh, really going forward. I'm ready to get bold, Steven. I'm yeah, let's do it. Bold, man. I'm ready. I'm ready to just go ahead and say I think that fifth seed has, I think it says Orlando. When you look at the last, when you look at the standing on the last day of the season, um, I definitely think Miami's going to be hot on our ass for sure. Yeah, and I know they sure. have the season series above us, so that pretty much means we're going to have to win out more than them. And I definitely think that's possible. 
I definitely well, think dude, they're going to start to win, but they're going to rest Jimmy and Bam, and they're going to slow down. You know, and and it's funny that you say that because like if I I, I don't necessarily think that's that's too crazy to think because there's only two more back to backs in our schedule. We have an eight game homestand. Um, I don't know the name off the top. I don't know the the number off the top of my head, but like I think we have the 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 most games versus teams that are sub 500 and our record versus those teams is like pretty incredible. Um, and yeah, there's a couple more road trips, but neither one of them are, are more than three games long. So it's like, we going to be all right, man. We gonna we have a really good shot at going on a run here. Um, granted, got to get some health. We got to get these guys healthy, but I, I definitely think we can avoid the play in. I will hundred percent agree oh, with that. I sure. definitely think we can and should avoid the play in. Um, that is real. It's like, I'm saying that saying that we're in eighth place, but at the same point, I just mentioned earlier, we could be in six tomorrow or, you know, the following day, um, which is just kind of wild how, how things are playing out. Um, is there like, what's like the ultimate matchup that you think is realistic, uh, for the, for the magic to be successful in the first round? Um, I'd say, like, does New York scare you? Oh, they they don't they don't terrify me. Like, I'm not gonna lose sleep at night, but I will be wired throughout the day about them. Yeah. Um, you, you know what know, scares me because... about New York? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I'm on like no. I just got to mention the home crowd is going to be real interesting if we play New York because there's just so many fucking New Yorkers that are like yeah. living in Orlando, like. Sorry, guys, put on a goddamn Magic jersey and yell for the local team. I don't want your Nick shit in the, in, in the Kia Center, all right? Get it out of here. Sorry. It's, it's ridiculous. I had to go on no, my rant. No, that's, that's completely fair because that's a whole other aspect that I genuinely was not even considering. I think the first aspect was just, like, their size. Yeah. And I really they're think big. they're going to be healthy um, by the playoff. By the time playoffs roll around, man, I don't know. I saw that Cleveland team last year just they got ragdolled. Um ragdolled. I think we have the I think we have the defense to suppress their guards. I just really think that'll just be a gritty gritty series. Like I yeah. think it'll be like every time we play the Knicks it's a pretty gritty game pretty much man. It's like somebody may go off, you know, like Apollo may go off. I think he had 38. Uh Brunson may go off. But other than that, it's like a 1980s Knicks and Heat matchup pretty much is going to be like 85 to 91 and two minutes left in the fourth. Um, I think I, I, I still like my chances with New York um, in yeah, the first round. I, 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 I love my chances with Indiana. Um, yep. I don't like playing Milwaukee? Miami. No, I don't. You think they're gonna have their shit together in time for? I mean, they're. I mean, they've won thirty-seven games, so they obviously have their shit together to an extent. But like, you know, that that is a realistic matchup, right? You know, if we if we get in the the, the sixth spot and they stay the third, like that's a realistic matchup. Um, and and what gives me pause about them is like, you know, we do have some good guard defenders to 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 fuck with dame and like our team is big we can match up with them size wise throw ji on on Giannis all day if he can do it just like push that dude and 
Oh, man. And just hope that there's still just enough imbalance in their coaching and their schemes that they're still figuring shit out with, with Doc behind the realm, you know? Like, I don't know. I think that could be a good matchup for us. I mean, it'd be a hard matchup, but, like, at least we'd have a home crowd, you know? Yeah. At least we'd have a home crowd. For sure. I, I would actually, you know, thinking more about that, when I, I just – I would say when you first asked me, I looked at them at face value, you know, Dame and Giannis, playoffs, sure. whatever. Scary. What bench unit against bench unit? I think we win that. I think we win that. Uh, the points in the paint battle, you're probably, you'll probably never really truly win that against a team with Giannis on it. But yeah. I think we're pretty. I think we still, other than, other than him, I can't really name guys that are gonna, you know, body up us. Like you said, we got the size to match up with those guys. Um, you know, you're never gonna stop guys. But if, if I can contain Damian Lillard and make Chris Middleton be the Chris Middleton of old, make Malik Beasley shoot 40% from three. I, hey, Steve, I don't know, man. I, I Hey, I think this team can really shock a lot of people, and I, I, I've had a, such a, a high belief on them. I have really no reason to doubt them. I think I always, any game they go into, any series they get into, I'll look at it and be like, no, nah, we got a fighting chance. That's why, that's why like you said at the, at the top of the show, it was not how we lost in Atlanta. I mean, it was not that we lost in Atlanta. It was how we lost because we didn't give right. ourselves a chance. We have a chance every time we step in the building. And as long as those guys go out and know that and show that, I think they can have a chance against anybody, really, except the Boston Celtics in the – yeah, except the Celtics this year, man. Yeah, we I need to avoid why. the eighth at all possible – at all costs. Avoid eighth seed. Uh, I don't even want to – like. I guess Milwaukee and Cleveland are kind of battling out now for uh, for the second seed. They both have 37 wins, um, and that that I guess could go either way. But like, I kind of think we're realistically looking at New York, Milwaukee, or Cleveland, and I kind of like they got championship pedigree, but. Milwaukee might be the least scary team out of all of them just because of some of the facts yeah. that you were talking earlier with the bench unit. Um, and also I'm just like banking that there's some instability going on with their, with their organization on the court because they didn't go through a training camp with doc rivers yet. You know um, that might be wishful thinking. They might have their shit together. Cause there, there's a bunch of smart basketball players on that court and, and doc gets a lot of shit for some stuff, but he's also a really smart basketball coach as well. And so that maybe I should wish for the Cavs, but that's, that's an interesting one, man. It's an interesting one. Um, Skinny, as we wrap this, this podcast up, man, I just like we, the next couple of games coming up are I'm pulling up the schedule. You know, we got well, a lot of magic fans will be listening to this on Tuesday, the day we play the, 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 the New York, the, the Brooklyn nets um, Thursday, we got the Utah jazz. Then, uh, a couple days off, then we have the Detroit Pistons in town. Um, you know, mm. those are like the next three mm. games. If you're looking at the next three games, like, what do you think the Magic record's going to be? They're they're all at home. It's a three game homestand. Yeah, it's a very important three game homestand. Um, man, wishful wishful thinking. I think at this point, from what I've seen out there, also no, actually. Nah, man. Let's let's be confident here. I think two and one. I think I'll I'll, I'll say two and one. Um, yeah. Either that Utah game or that uh, uh, 
Brooklyn game tomorrow is going to be a toss-up. One of those two is going to be dicey. I remember when Utah came to town last year, that was dicey. But um, you talked about us having later on in the season a seven-game home stretch. I remember last time we had eight-game home stand, bro. Eight-game home stretch. I remember Crazy. last time we had a home stretch somewhat that long, we went undefeated. So yeah, I like the, I like our chances every time we play at home. Um, but totally. I will. I'm, I'm gonna stick with two and one. What about you? Yeah, I. You know, honestly, I think unless something squirrely happens with Utah, um, I actually think we could we could go three and zero here. Um, you know. If we if if Paulo gets gets you know this bug out of his system, um, you know, and, and you know Gary Harris is back finding his way again, and you know Ji maybe misses one game, like the only game I'm really kind of scared of is is Utah. Like Brooklyn's a shit show. Detroit, yeah, yeah. I, we should beat them, right? It got close, but we should beat them after a couple days rest too. Um, so Jazz is is the one that's a little bit scary, but you know. Where are they in the standings right now? They are – they got 27 wins. They're just out of the play-in. They could try and make the play-in. Um, are they but Los Angeles in? and um, – I mean, they got 27. They, they're a few games above Houston Rockets, but Golden State and the Lakers are also starting to roll and figure out some things. So I don't necessarily know if they're going to make it, but I could see them trying still for, for another week or two. So um, mm. it could be – that that's the game I'm worried about, but 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 two and one should be the worst we go in the next three games. So, yeah, absolutely, which would be cool. I mean, like if we go, if we went two and one, or that that would be that would be awesome in the next three. I'd be really really psyched on that. Um, three and zero oh would be better, but two and one would be awesome. Um, skinny man, I wanna I wanna appreciate I wanna say thank you. I appreciate you coming on the show. Welcome to the HQ team uh, once again. Um, give everyone a shout out where they can find you and where they can find your work. Hey man, I appreciate you for having me. It was dope to join, get to chat it up with you, talk some good magic hoops. Um, as you guys know, I'm part of Orlando Magic HQ. You can find me on Twitter um, at Stuff's Burner or Skinny Hardaway. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram at CharlieBoy2K. We'll probably leave that stuff linked. Um, but I'm always out, ready to talk some hoops, man. You guys just hit me up anytime you want. Yes, sir. All right, me, and. Dude, absolutely. We'll definitely be getting you on again soon. Um, you know, listeners of the show, thank you for tuning in to another week of the close up. I really appreciate it. I wanted to get this out to you. I'm I'm pushing off packing for a work trip right now to bring you guys podcast content. You guys cannot go a week without it. So um it's basketball season, it's a lot of fun. I'm loving it. Uh Skinny's loving it. Thank you all for tuning in. Another week of the close up. Peace. Let's go, magic. Go magic, baby. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.